0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, welcome back. I'm not sure where this accent's coming from. Uh, Welcome back to the House Gaming and Tech Podcast. It is an absolute pleasure to see you. Thank you for being here. December 20th, 2020. It is just before 3 o'clock p.m. in the southwest desert region. Good to see you. Thanks for being here. Uh, Heinehouse.com is the website. And uh, we're going to be kicking it off uh, with the phone number 503-908-5490. If you want to get at me and chat about some things, you know, if you're new to the show, we talk about gaming. We talk about tech. We do all kinds of fun things. We talk about life. We talk about random stuff, whatever comes through. We take voicemails. We have a good time. Um, I break down the week or past two weeks worth of some news and some happenings in the tech and gaming world. And we just have a blast. We just hang out for about an hour or so. So thank you for spending your time with me today. Really appreciate that. Hope this podcast reaches you well. Um yeah, let's let's jump in because we have I have a lot to talk about. I have a good selection of tech and gaming to talk about. Also, I have some random stuff you know to talk about, which is great too. Let me get my let me get my uh recorder going, my backup recorder. There it goes. All right, we'll start from here if we have any problems. Um, I want to give a shout out, first of all, shout out to Max. Literally, I'm pouring my cup of coffee this morning. I'm sitting here and I'm preparing the last bit of my notes for this show. And I see a donation come through, just random PayPal donation. Max, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Sent over a $50 donation. How generous of you, sir. Thank you. Uh, and he says, "Thanks for producing my favorite podcast of all time and for sharing your content for the past ten plus years. Happy holidays. How sweet thank you I appreciate you I appreciate you. and thanks for listening for ten plus years oh my goodness yeah we're going we're going on I mean we're going on year eleven now january January sixth is my anniversary of when I started YouTube, which really was kind of the springboard that uh, jumped off and, and, uh, was the first thing that I did, uh, on the internet really. So January 6th, I put that down as, as my anniversary. So here we go. Crazy. doesn't feel like it. Oh, they grow up so fast. They just grow up so quick. Oh, when I last saw you, you were this tall. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've got some random stuff to talk about. Let's just jump right into it. Um, Cause we don't want to waste any more time. i um, excited to announce there's a couple of updates. I'm going to just quickly hit you with a few updates um, on my random section here of stuff. I'm excited to announce that I'm now officially offering my audio services via my website, something I've wanted to do for a long time. I don't know if you guys remember a long time ago, I used to offer lessons and we had some people sign up and we had a great time. I was teaching audio engineering and things like that. I was doing it via Skype. This was probably eight years ago at this point. And that went over very well. It's just, there wasn't a real easy way to do scheduling and communicate and do all that sort of thing. It's different today. Um, And maybe someday down the road, I can even get back into doing that. I wouldn't know. I was thinking about maybe doing like some sort of, you know, semi masterclass type thing to where I can, I can make little lessons and, and small consumable videos and maybe uh, put that up for like a Patreon exclusive, you know, so you can, you basically pay for the lesson there and then you'll get them there exclusively. I think that's a great idea. Something that I'm I'm kicking around. Maybe next year. That's next year's plan. So we'll see. Um, but to, uh, to get back to what I'm telling you about here is that I'm excited to offer these my audio services on my website. What this means, if you're a podcaster, YouTuber, um, even musician, you've got music that you're working on, I can assist and help. You can hire me via my website. And it's very, very easy to do. Um, depending on the length of the audio, and I have it all on my website, you can check it out. But it's as easy as going to my website, clicking on um, audio editing. It's at the top of the page, filling out the form, sending me your link to your audio. I will then do my magic, work my magic with it. I'll use my audio engineering skills to fix it, correct it, help it, aid it. Or in some cases, maybe not at all. Maybe your audio is great. And you don't need it. I'll be honest with you and tell you, and we'll go from there and I will send it back within 24 hours. How about that? This is great for people who podcast and you want it to sound great. Uh, maybe you want some fine tuning, some polish. Maybe you have issues with some de-essing. Maybe it's a little harsh on the ears. Maybe there's something that you're you're interested in um, having uh, done to your audio, some services done to your audio. I can take care of that for you. I can work on that. And I'd be happy to. And this is a great way for people to quickly and conveniently send over things to me. Boom. You're going to get my, my, um, my editing skills on it. Boom. We're going to handle it. Send it back. It's great. Even for music, you need me to master a song or something like that. And I'll take a listen. We'll do it. It'll be fun. I think it's great. Even if you're working on, you know, YouTube videos, if you got audio that you need it to, to be mixed, you need it to be mastered, you know, well, we'll take a look. I'll be happy to do it. I think it's great. It's something i want to do for a long time. So anyway, it's on my website, HeinyHouse.com. Go check it out. You can upload, fill out the form, upload. Ooh, it's good to go. That's number one. Number two, the Yule Log, the Heine House Yule Log. The tradition that's been happening for 10 years is going to continue. Yes, that's right. I'm going to give a round of applause. People have been asking. Even Vaughn today in Discord was like, hey, is the ulog Log happening? Yes, the ulog Log is going to happen. Twitch has lots of uh, copyright DMCA strike takedowns going on right now. It's running rampant. So um, I'm not going to be doing it on uh, Twitch. I don't want to risk my channel going down for um, holly jolly Christmas. You know what I mean? So we are going to do this. Here's the big update. For the first time... And it's now going on eleven years now. We're doing it exclusively in Discord. That's right. Now is the time, folks. I keep talking about it. I keep bringing it up. I keep mentioning. it. Now is the time to join Discord. Discord is a um, take. Think of it like this: as a real time chat program. Basically, it's where everyone can come in. You can post. Um, you can post things. You can talk about things. It's a real time chat. It's like it's the best of the best when it comes to. Uh, You know, we all love Skype when it first came out, right? This is like what Skype used to be, but then some, because it has, you can share pictures and video chat. You can, you can live stream, you can uh, voice chat, you can create rooms for gaming. You can go hang out with your friends. You guys can create lobbies. Like it is really the ultimate engagement platform. Uh, If you're online, you should be on discord. You should absolutely get in there. And if you're not yet, this is a great time to do it. Go to Discord. Sign up, create a username, create an account, and get in there with us. Come join us. And you can do this really easily, once again, just from my website. I try to make it all easy and convenient for you. Heinehouse.com, top of the page. I have a big Discord icon. Click it. Boom. All it does, boom, opens up my server. Boom. And it's going to ask you, hey, do you have an account? You want to log in? You want to create one? Boom. Just do it right from there. Mobile, tablet, computer, it's all there for you. It's great. So we're going to live stream the Yule Log on Discord for the first time. So please come on by. It's going to be in the Discord live section of my Heine House Discord server. Sounds like a blast. It's going to be Christmas Eve, of course. We're doing it a little early this year. Uh, We're going to do it at 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern. It'll be happening for two hours. I'll be playing my hand-selected Christmas favorites. Should be a ton of fun. So I hope to see you out there. And lastly... Speaking of Discord, we had a community game night This this weekend, oh my gosh It was fantastic, I talked about it before And it happened, we played GoldenEye Source It is a reimagination I kind of feel like Really a one-to-one, of GoldenEye Multiplayer, reimagined In the Source engine, and the community Was, they were uh, Standing ovation, standing ovation Where's the round of applause, thank you so much Y'all came through We had an amazing time, I think there was like 20 people In my server, we were in there hanging out Chatting. Everyone was super chill. We were vibing. It was awesome. It was awesome. So, thank you everyone for joining. We're definitely going to do more GoldenEye online multiplayer streams in the future. So, thank you everyone. Take part. Take part. All right. Gaming news. Just jump in. Cyberpunk, it's a disaster. I mean, you already know. You already know. And if you don't know, let's break it down. CJ, CJ, CD Project Red has apologized for not showing the base PS4 and Xbox One's versions of the game before launch. They're promising more patches, but they're also offering refunds to those unsatisfied. In a statement on Twitter, signed by senior members of the studio, the developer addressed player concerns about major issues when Cyberpunk is running on original PS4 and Xbox One consoles. Quote, first of all, We would like to start by apologizing to you for not showing the game on base last-gen consoles before it premiered and, in consequence, not allowing you to make a more informed decision about your purchase. We should have paid more attention to making it play better on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. This is after, in an interview, they went on record saying that it plays great. You know, they've been saying, oh, it it runs really well on last-gen furthest from the truth and I feel like it was kind of just a flat out lie uh, you know you have to say something to shareholders right you got to say something to the community you have to say something but you know what do you not think do you not think that we're going to play those games how many people are on last gen oh I don't know everyone we everyone has these consoles now and and you know getting a next gen console is hard you may not even have it oof the spicy. The statement goes on to point out that the console, bug fixers ha- the console bug fixes have begun with a hot fix 1.04 release last week. And another, one, another update coming soon within the next seven days, which is probably any day now. This was about four or five days when I wrote this. Uh, they said they will uh, update the game whenever new improvements are ready. With two larger patches to come in January and February. Together, these should fix the most prominent problems gamers are facing on last-gen consoles. The developer also makes clear that the PC version will also receive regular updates. After early reports around refunds began circulating over the weekend, CD Projekt Red also confirmed that it will offer full refunds to console versions owners who don't want to wait for the updates. Uh, Personally, I went on and watched the footage of of this game running on last-gen, and it is an absolute disaster disaster i mean i i have played alphas i've been involved with alphas that play and operate better than this i mean it's insane like cars driving down the street doing this like floppy jalopy falling through the ground your player like goes up to like a wall touches the wall of like clips and you fall through the ground you just keep falling to your death ai walking through like no clipping on anything, like it's insane. The textures look like Play Doh. You guys remember? Um, do you remember the um, you guys have played PUBG, maybe, maybe not recently, but back when it first came out, you all know, know you played PUBG. Remember when all the homes and the characters kind of look like Play Doh? It basically the game looks like that, too. Like, there's a lot of sections where it doesn't load right away and it just sits there forever. They all look crazy, Play Doh Lee looking. Oh, it's It's honestly, I'm like, did you guys even play this? Like, it's crazy that it was released. It was crazy that it was released. And I just think about, I think about all of the developers who were there, like pretty much blowing the whistle internally saying, look, this is not ready. We can, this is not done. But again, due to deadlines, due to next gen, wanting to cash in on next gen, basically, you know, the conversation went, let's just be real. You know, how the conversation went and went, look, We don't give a shit about last gen. Does it work on current gen, on the new gen? Does it work? Is it good? Okay, push the game, send it out, get our money, and patch the fuck out of this game after the fact. Just that's what you do. And you're going to do it for the next two months. Just do it until it's fixed. And we hope that the landslide doesn't take our entire road away. But what happened? The landslide came and took the entire town away. Their stocks dropped drastically. People are getting refunds. In fact, Sony, this was, I think, three days ago or two days ago. Sony has pulled Cyberpunk 2077 from their store. You cannot buy this game digitally from them on their store because it does not meet their quality standards. Holy shit. For fuck's sake. Oh, fuck. I don't even know what the fuck I'm reading. That's insane. That's insane. That's big. So on top of them offering refunds and Sony pulling, I mean, this is, this is a bad deal, bad deal. So I don't know. I, I just, I feel that we have, we've received bad games in the past. We've, you know, we have buggy games. That's, like, that's, a, that's common. Games today, they're not released without bugs. Games are so complicated. They're so in-depth. They're so massive that this is bound to happen. We know this. We have an acceptance tolerance level as gamers, as modern gamers, that we will accept. But this is just beyond anything crazy. I did not I did not pre-purchase it. I wanted to play it. I was excited about it. I still am excited about it. But I feel that I'm going to wait a year or so. I'm going to wait. I'm going to get the year later edition. That's kind of like my MO, my MO at this point. I get the year later edition. Did you get Cyberpunk? I know Brandon got it. Andy got it. A couple community members uh, have been talking about it in Discord, playing it, enjoying it. Although buggy and kind of low frame rates, I think they're playing on a PC as well, right, guys? I think you're playing on PC. But uh, let us know if you've played it on last gen. I would love to know your experience. I think I can go ahead and guess what it is. Uh, moving on, um, last week, beginning of last week is almost two weeks ago now. The game awards happened. Remember this? Oh my gosh i I gotta give it to him. You know, you gotta hand it to Jeff and the entire team over there. He really wants to make this to be a a a, a proper game award showcase. And I think they did a really good job, especially under the circumstances that we have now where everything was virtual. Basically it was an entire online virtual event. There was nobody there in person. Of course that makes sense. And I thought they did a pretty good job. Um, You know, there's a lot of cringe moments in there, but I think that's a given and it's tough. It's tough to do it live. I give them mad respect for that. Um, yeah, so it was great to see, great to see the event. I have a few things that uh, stood out to me. Some of the games that stood out that I want to mention too, and and also before I talk about the games, remember, I want to give a shout out to the whole technical crew and staff there. I can't imagine looking at a Switch box with like two hundred Zoom calls coming through and trying to figure out who to switch to to talk to this and that, and people's audio is terrible. People still, I I feel like I I gotta I gotta say it. I gotta say it. I got to say it people still still using earbud microphones to do these interviews.
1: God damn son of a bitch.
0: You got to stop that. You got to stop that. I'm watching, you know, okay. I'm watching them. And they have their earbuds in and they got their little microphone and they're talking and it just, it sounds so bad. It's so difficult to hear. Not, okay. First of all, before you think I'm getting a big dick over this, understand, I don't expect people, I don't expect people to have broadcast quality gear in their homes. I get it. I get it. It's expensive. You have to understand like how it works and mixers and routing and compressors and DSing. Like, to get it right, you have to do a lot of work. I get that. I'm not expecting that. But what I am expecting, if you're the fucking CEO or you're the, the, the lead developer or you're the lead head honcho, you're like the, the big the big person in charge of the studio or the, the publisher. Like if you're the main person, put a little fucking effort into it, would you? Put a little effort into it. And don't do it on your Wi-Fi MacBook thats that you're doing a video call. I mean, come on. Like there are a couple things that we need to do as a unit. We need to come together. And yes, I'm going to be a little bit of a tech snob here, okay? And I may, some of you may be tuning out, being like, "Holy shit, what the fuck is he talking about?" I get it, I get it, I get it. But let's be real here. Do your pre-production. Like, let's. Like, it blows me away. The industry, the people in the industry, have like inferior hardware for this type of thing. Not that a MacBook is, like, inferior. I just mean, like, they're on Wi-Fi, on earbuds, on shitty webcam. Like, what? Like, we can't hear you. We can't. It's choppy. It's breaking up. I mean, for... oh my god, Reggie was on, like, a ThinkPad. And, first of all, ThinkPads are one of the greatest laptops ever to come out. But, I mean, still. He on this little tiny, like, ThinkPad. And it was, like... You guys watched the footage. It was all just, like, kind of choppy. His audio was really bad. And it's like, man... Let's get this together. Let's get it together, baby. Let's figure it out. How hard would it be just to go buy a little cheap uh, USB microphone and pop that up and have the audio be just, a, you know, I don't know. I- I'm kind of weird that way, I guess. They try to do it and make it convenient. I get it. The more things you add to the to the pie, you know, the 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 flavor will change. I get that, but still. I was blown away about how terrible the tech side of the interviewer's like, when they tuned in, man, like, what? What? Or a 480p webcam with, like, shitty audio? I can't hear. You're like, oh, okay. Okay, I'll stop. I'll stop. I'm sorry. Um, Perfect Dark Reboot. What? We're getting a Perfect Dark Reboot. Looked amazing. It was kind of just a splash screen trailer. Super cool. Uh, Mass Effect. That was the big news. Mass Effect is going to continue. Very, very cool. Mass Erect. I know Steph's going to like that. She enjoyed that. Microsoft Sim coming to the Series X in December 2021 very cool. I wonder how that's going to work with um with hotas controls. Wonder if they're going to come out with their own kind of hotas. Uh, and when I say hotas, I'm talking about the flight controls basically. Um what else? Oh yeah, Back for Blood. This one was probably the biggest one, the most hyped that I was uh, seeing all these games, Back for Blood. Same devs that did Left 4 Dead, uh, Turtle Rock. And they did Evolve, they did Left 4 Dead, and uh, yeah, they, they are creating their next co-op zombie shooter. And it looks amazing. It basically looks like Left 4 Dead. And that's great. That's great. Don't change the formula. It works. It's good. Water's tasty. Um, looked amazing. We're in it for sure. I signed up for the alpha or beta. Didn't get in. Some people that I know have gotten in. Uh, hopefully, Hopefully I get my code to get in. Would love to play it online, and you bet your balls I'll be streaming it. Uh, Master Beef's coming to Fortnite. Game called Road 96. Narrative adventure game. Um, it, says, it says it says it's a, the game's ex- expected to take place. Pop culture of the 90s, but no release date or platforms have been revealed, but it looks fantastic. Go look up Road 96. This looks really, really cool. Kind of a throwback game. A new Warhammer, Dark Tide, it's called. I love Vermintide 1 and 2. That was a great co-op first-person action game. And very much excited for Dark Tide. If it's anything like the others, it looks great. That's a game you should really go put on your wish list and check out. It's fantastic. Um, <clears throat> a game called Evil West, which I was like, wait, what am I looking at? It looked like a, a Western, but then it had like cyberpunk type stuff. that' futuristic, like... Like, mechs and weapons and guns. Like, what is this hybrid? It looks like Red Dead Redemption 2, but make it dark fantasy. And, uh, yeah, it looks fantastic. Evil West is a Wild West game, but with vampires and other monsters, steampunk elements, PS4, PS5, Windows, and Xbox Series X in 2021. Looks amazing. Check that out. Super hyped for that. Uh, Capcom Arcade Classics. This one's kind of snuck in. This looks great. Lots of Capcom Classics. In fact, when they announced that, they shortly after announced a new Ghouls and Ghosts Remastered. Hey, as long as there's Rewind, I am in. Can I just say, Rewind, I think this year is the year of Rewind. Man, when these games come out, Nintendo has embraced it. The Mega Man Legacy Collection has embraced it and the Nintendo online services have have embraced it. Look, say what you want, okay? You can you can talk shit to me and you can say, "Look, I'm a noob." Cool, whatever. I get it. But rewind is one of the greatest gaming inventions since online multiplayer. I'm going to just say it. It really allows you to go in and practice when you see where you make a mistake, you can see how to correct it. You can see the time like Yes. Okay. I'm not going to do it in one sitting, and you know. But this is the difference between me actually playing through the entire game and enjoying it and seeing the ending, or me getting like to level three, dying, and then having to start over, and me being like, "Yeah, now fuck it, I'm good," and just not. So, like, I love it. I love it. Yes. I'm not a professional. (laughs) Okay. I'm not amazing at every game, so I really appreciate having rewind. Is it just me? I feel like I'm the. I feel like I'm the lone wolf in this. I really do. I, every time I, I feel like I bring up Rewind, some people are be like, well, yeah, but... I'm like, what? but what? I think it's great. Then don't use it. Then don't use it. I think it's great. I love it. <clears throat> okay, we got to talk about this. This is another big one. Told you I had a lot of gaming news. We got to talk about this. Electronic Arts and Take-Two Interactive and Codemasters. Well, Take-Two Interactive is going to have to do a double take because uh, EA swooped in. And put a bid down. I think take two. So so Codemasters Code Masters was up for auction. All right. They're up for bidding. They're for sale. Take two came in with I believe eight hundred thousand. I think I've had it in my notes somewhere. Nine hundred. Oh shit. No, that's not it. Where is it? I don't know. Eight hundred some odd thousand or nine hundred some odd thousand. EA swooped in with a one point two. I put billion. It can't be billion. Is it really billion? No, holy shit. I'm I don't know. I'm not gonna take the time to look it up. I put billion. It's got to be million, right? one2 What's Let's just say million because billion seems crazy. Million overtaking the earlier bid by Take-Two Interactive to acquire the racing video game franchise Codemasters. EA announced this deal in a news release very early Monday morning. This was last Monday. Adding that expected the deal to complete the first quarter of 2021. Oh my God. No, it is. It is billion. Get the Wow. EA was pursuing Codemasters despite Take-Two's standing offer. Uh, currently unknown if Take-Two could respond with a counterproposal, but as of me writing this, it wasn't official, but it became official a few days later. It looks like that Codemasters has accepted their offer of $1.2 billion. Holy shit. They had Take-Two had a $994 million bid in. Oh, that's insane. That's so much money. Electronic Arts' last-minute play unites the world's foremost developer of racing video games. Known for its F1, Dirt, and Grid franchises, with marketing, licensing, and publishing muscle of EA and EA Sports, Andrew Wilson, the chief executive of Electronic Arts, said that the company has admired Codemasters' creative talent and high-quality games for many, many years. Yes, you and everyone else. Um, with the full leverage of EA's technology platform and expertise, the global reach and the combination will allow us to grow our existing franchises and deliver more industry defining racing experience to a global fan base. That's what EA has said in driving games, electronic arts is best known for its need for speed series and most recent title uh, as a remaster of the criterion game 2010s need for speed hot pursuit. However, a decade of inconsistent launches led to EA reorganizing its approach to the series at the beginning of the year, closing down its Sweden studio that made the last three Need for Speed games and handing production back to Criterion in the UK. This is also another substantial deal for the UK based Codemasters. And a little, listen to this, there's a lot of uh, drama that's been happening last year or two. In a little more than a year, in late November, Codemasters bought Slightly Mad Studios, adding the Project Cars simulation franchise to its stable. The thirty million deal brought Codemasters' workforce to more than seven hundred worldwide. However, Project Cars Three launched to lower than normal scores back in August. I uh, just a side note: I did pick that game up. I did play it, and in fact, I really enjoy it because it's more arcade styled. And it pissed off the entire Project Cars community because Project Cars was always been about simulation. And this is really not so much. So I completely get and understand why you're mad about that. Codemaster's most recent launch in, is Dirt 5, which came out, uh, I think, a few... Uh, I launched. I launched in the Next Gen consoles uh, so a month ago. A more arcade-oriented racer uh, than either of its two predecessors or the F1 series. And so... Last time EA Sports got into a fully licensed motorsport simulation game was NASCAR 09 back in 2008. Okay. I put in here big caps. Jason's thoughts. I have a whole bunch I wrote here. EA has been out of the racing genre for years, and let's be real about that. We really haven't had a good need for speed game since Underground. Would you agree? Underground, Underground 2? I mean, even, admittedly, even Shift. Shift was a great game. I like Shift. It was a completely departure from what Need for Speed was, but I give them credit for that, trying to take it more towards like a sim thing and try it out. They're dipping their toe in the water. I liked it. I really enjoy it. Um, This opens up EA to having access to the entire Codemasters back catalog of games. Fresh for a reboot. So there's a, there's some good ways to look at this. Okay, when I first heard the news, I panicked. I was freaking out. I'm like, oh my God, rest in peace, Codemasters. Rip. Rip because they haven't had the best track record in the last couple of years. They've been launching they've been releasing their games, they've been having issues at launch, they've been buggy, they've been ha- the features have been missing. I mean, Dirt was rushed out. Dirt was rushed for next gen consoles and they in fact have been patching and keeping it up to date and it's been improving and it's a fun game. I'm yet to pick it up but I've been watching people play it. But even still like we've had some rocky starts. Uh, back in the day, I'd say like 10, 15 years ago, anything Codemasters that came out that's day one for me. Day one. Now I kind of wait by the sidelines on the side of the track, and I'm watching. I'm watching a little more leery because we have we just having some weird quality issues. That's all I'm saying. Some weird quality issues. So people are saying, why EA? Why are they doing this? Well, to me, it's very obvious why. Because they don't have any racing games. They have Need for Speed, which has been which which is great franchise, one of my favorites. I played Need for Speed originally when it came out on 3DO. Back in the day, R- Road and Track Presents. Bruh, Road and Track Presents. Stop it, get some help. So I know about that, and I love it. But it's been kind of stagnant. It's kind of been a rehash. So EA needs them, straight up. What better way to open up your racing franchise than to buy a, a, a known developer that does great racing games? It makes sense. It makes complete sense. So here's what's going to happen. One or two things are going to happen. EA's, okay, EA's going to buy Codemasters, which they did. They're going to buy them, and they're going to shut them down. And they're going to disband the community. They're going to mess it all up, and they're going to just get away, and they're going to just totally destroy it. That's what everyone's saying. That's that's number one. Why? Now, I hear you, because that has happened in the past, all right, and Sometimes that happens. Microsoft has done it. EA has done it. There's a lot of developers and publishers that have done this. But what what would be the reason to do that? The reason that they would do that is if they wanted to buy a developer, disband them and get rid of the competition and force all those people to go off on their own and make little indie studios and then create games that hopefully won't have the same impact as being with a AAA. EA doesn't need to do that. Why? Because Need for Speed is is not holding them up. Need for Speed is not doing what it needs to do. So they, in fact, are like, look, we can't do that. We don't want to do that. So in my opinion, here's my opinion on what this is. They're buying Codemasters to use Codemasters and have them be a part of the EA umbrella, straight up. They're they're taking all of the extremely talented people from all these different places, from the EA studios to the Codemaster studios to the slightly mad studios. Everyone's in there now. It's a big, happy family. Well, we're going to have to get along. All right. At the family gathering at the family barbecue, we're going to have to shake hands and get along. It's going to have to happen because we need to come together and make great racing games. And I think, I think the talent pool is so immense in there. Now it's so large that I think this will be great. I think this is a good move for EA. I know I'm saying it. I'm saying, I think this is a good move for EA as a, as a, um, uh, bringing new racing, new fun racing games to the table. I don't think they could have done it any other way. Every franchise that they, and EA has big franchises. We, Steph and I just looked them up last night. There's a bunch of, I mean, shit, they have Sims. I mean, they could, seriously, they've been wiping their ass on $100 bills just from Sims alone for the last 20 years. But let's think about the the racing games that are to come. I'm hopeful, and maybe I'm wrong, we'll see, but I hope that in the next year or two years, we're going to start to see new fresh racing IPs or rehashes of old ones in a modern day. Hello, can we get some new micro machines, like official great micro machines? I think the last one we got was World Tour and that was like what, 2011, 2012 and it's just it was bad. It wasn't that great. So yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited for it. I'm hopeful for it, but we'll see, we'll see how this shakes out. What do you think? I would love to know your opinion. Send me a voicemail. Send me an email, get in Discord, let's talk about it. I think I think we have a lot of interesting things to talk about there. Uh, Nintendo completes the Donkey Kong Trilogy on Nintendo Switch Online Services. Nintendo has announced the third game in the series, Donkey Kong Country 3, Dixie Kong's Double Trouble. Couldn't have been a more longer tongue twister name, could it? It's added to this online Switch subscription service. It's available right now. Go log in and play it. And you can see why this one didn't really hit the target. I, I think a lot of people talk about this. It's not just me. It was a game that, for some reason, it didn't—it just didn't play as, as fluid, I would say. I really didn't care for the movement. Dixie is the standout character, but I just feel like the movement wasn't as good. I don't know. It started to get a little gimmicky, too. A little too gimmicky. So... I don't know. You you play it. You take a look and you tell me what you think. Uh, I I do think it's great to have the whole trilogy on the Switch, though. I think that's awesome. And now I can just go back to reading all the comments about, where's Mario RPG? Where's Mario RPG? Just go play it. Just go play it on your Wii. Didn't you buy it when it came out on Wii? We have it on Wii, you know? We have it on cartridge, but I mean, just it's easy to plug in your Wii and just play that. Very, very cool. Um... Just real quick, I'll talk about before we move on to tech news. I know, right? Lots of gaming news this time. Uh, games I've been playing recently. I want to do just a quick, quick little thing about some games I've been playing recently. They've been what I've been streaming and playing online on Twitch. Uh, last week, I played Contra Legacy of War. That's a PlayStation 1. Um, I would say top down, but more kind of isometric in a way, because the camera angles back a little bit and you're, you're, you know, you're Bimmy and Jimmy, they're, <laughs> they're up a little further. So it's not completely top down. And, uh, yeah, uh, actually it's a fun game. It's a fun game. It's on PlayStation one. So we, we are trying to enter the 3d world here, the landscape, go watch my VOD. It's on my Twitch. I saved it, archived it, and you'll see what I'm talking about. I really enjoyed it. And the thing about it though, is that the camera angle, it's difficult. It's really difficult because you can't tell really your depth perception. And of course, what? Why would why would the developers think? Well, since we're at this camera angle, and I know death perception isn't really the strongest point of this game, let's go ahead and make a whole bunch of like floating platforms for you to jump over. Come on, bro, stop doing that. Stop doing that. You're not you're not clever. You're not tricky. You're not cool doing that. It's just it's not fun. Just keep it keep it easy. Like don't don't do that because if if I'm dying a lot in the game and I can't because it's of the bad camera angle. Yeah, that's a problem. And, you know, this is the early days of kind of, I guess I'll say 3D. The early days of them trying to figure out the best way to do this. And it didn't really work out too well. Uh, I was really, really mad at a few points. It was crazy. But although I did complete the game, a lot of fun. Basically, get to the end of the game. And it tells you to just fuck off, basically. <laughs> In typical Contra fashion. So, it was really, really cool. and I, I enjoyed it. We had a good time. A lot of good laughs, for sure. Another game I played twice now. Twice... Two, two weeks in a row you voted for it we had everyone in the twitch chat vote for the game to play and I had a bunch I had great games like we had doom we had a bunch of other great games you know to try to play nope y'all wanted airplane mode y'all wanted airplane mode and we were happy because there was a ton of fun airplane mode folks is a passenger simulator all right you are a passenger on an airplane all right as opposed to flying the plane like flight sim As opposed to anything else, you are an actual passenger. Let that sink in for a second. So you assume the role of the passenger. You sit down. You're in your seat, window seat. You can uh, open and close the window, your tray table. You can watch movies on your screen. You can play games. You can play blackjack, solitaire. Flight attendant comes by, gives you drinks. You can order your food. You can order drinks. They take your trash. You have a cell phone you can look at. You have the SkyMall. You can read through. You can do crosswords. You put on your headphones, you can listen to Bluetooth music. Like it's insane. Yes, yes, this is real. And we did a we did a two and a half hour flight last week. And y'all voted, y'all voted yesterday or two days ago to do the five hour and 45 minute flight. We did a six hour flight live on Twitch. <laughs> and I gotta say, we had a blast. We watched old movies from the 30s and 40s on there. We had a great, we did a, we did dirty crossword. Oh, my gosh. It was so fun. So fun. Really enjoyed it. You got to come out to that. You got to see that. It was insane. Uh, another game we've been playing just recently. We picked it up after about three years of, of kind of not playing it. Gear Club 2 Unlimited. We may have stayed up a little too late last night playing it. We may have stayed up till 4 in the morning. We may have. I don't know. Can't confirm nor deny. That may have happened. Steph and I have been playing back and forth uh, on that game. That's a racing game on Switch. Now we enjoyed the first one a lot. And you know, although the controller uh, the game doesn't handle the the best on the first one, but it was still fun once you understood and kind of got got down the controls, got them under under control. And so we had fun. We wanted to play the second one. It's kind of not an uh, not an unknown game, but m- more uncommon game cuz you know, nobody really bought it. Uh, no one that I know anyway, but what's what's cool is that the developer continues to update and patch it the last patch although it was a while ago it was august and they added a whole bunch of new features they added the online multiplayer they added the ability for you to create a club so i can in fact create like a Heine house club and invite you in and we can go do races online and stuff like what so i'm actually kind of sending this out there does anyone have gear club 2 unlimited on switch if you do will you please let me know? I'll create a club. I think we should all get together and just do some switch racing. I mean, I'm, I'm down for it. And the best thing about it is that the game right now is half off. It's on sale on the uh, eShop. It's like seven bucks. So if you go on there right now, I think it goes through January 5th or 6th or something like that. Get on there. Check it out. If you do end up buying it, um, let me know. And I will say, before you get discouraged when you first play it and say, oh my God, this is shitty. It's so terrible. Yes, the handling is rough at the beginning, but once you modify, once you win these races and modify your car and put performance parts on it, the game is completely different. It changes the game completely. And I feel bad. I want to let you know that ahead of time, because when I first played it, I'm like, okay, yeah, no, I'm not doing this. And I, the game sat on the shelf for three years, three years. I was like, no, fuck that. And the staff was like, come on, let's get in there and play it. Let's try it. Let's modify the cars. Okay. And we did completely opened up the game. You got to play for about four hours, though. You got to grind for about four hours and unlock that stuff. Gear Club Unlimited 2. All right, that was some gaming news. Oh, yeah, baby. How about that? Let's move right over some tech news. You may have heard this already, but Uber, Uber, the rideshare company, was fined $59 million Uber was fined $59 million on Monday for failing to provide the California Public Utilities Commission with information on sexual assault cases and harassment claims among its driverless... Along its drivers... Among its drivers and riders, sorry. The ride-sharing company has 30 days to pay the fine and provide the information or can lose its permit to operate in the state according to the ruling. Insane. So Uber was ordered last year... In 2019, by the administrative, by an administrative judge to provide specific information about assaults and harassments highlighted in a safety report it released in 2019. That included figures about cases that occurred during Uber trips in 2017, 2018, and 2019. Uber has refused to do so, citing privacy concerns. Well, I mean, if they're ordered by a judge to provide that information, then they have to do it. I mean, that's just the way it works, right? Well, they're not. They're not. And that's serious. I mean, hello, sexual assault charges? Like, yeah, that's some serious stuff. So they were fined 59000000 million. We'll see what happens in that. Story is still developing. You may have heard this earlier, too. The U.S. Treasury was hacked. Hackers supported by a foreign government have been monitoring email at the U.S. Treasury Department and a federal agency responsible for deciding internet and telecommu- telecommunications policy. Um, Wow! hackers who targeted the Treasury Department and the Commerce Department, National Telecommunications and Information Administration may also be targeting other agencies, they go on to say. Uh, The National Security Council met with the White House on Saturday to discuss this hack. They said, quote, we can confirm there has been a breach in one of our bureaus. Uh, A commerce spokesperson said, we have asked the CISA and the FBI to investigate, and we cannot comment any further at this time. Uh, Hackers targeted the NTIA's office software, Microsoft Office 365. Microsoft Office 365 is their, is their Microsoft Office, uh, or yeah, basically Microsoft Office suite, Word, um, Excel, uh, so on and so forth. And a lot, of, a lot of companies use that, including the U.S. government. Uh, th- they, they were monitoring Office 365 and exploited some malicious code in an IT product called SolarWinds, monitoring staff emails at the agency for months. Oh, my gosh. The FBI and Microsoft declined to comment. The only thing I can say about this now is if you have an Office 365 account, go and secure your account. You probably have already done so. Probably already got your emails about it, but uh, yeah, insane. Once again, we're coming down to a a bit of code from a third party of SolarWinds. I'm not sure what that is. I should have looked that up. I'm not sure. But, uh, you know, a piece of software that had uh, buggy code or security issues that where hackers could get in. Crazy. Crazy. Um. We have some uh, actually some information about vehicles, new vehicles that are going to be coming through and rolling out with uh, the technology used in headlights of vehicles. In fact, they're going to be have to headlights are going to be held to a higher standard moving forward because um, every year they get rated and they need to have a certain rating in order to, uh, you know, to get I mean, these car manufacturers, they want to have their headlights have good ratings, right? So now they actually have the standard. At least 10 automakers have improved headlight offerings for 2021. Due to a stricter requirement by the IIHS, that's the International Institute of Highway Safety, to qualify for top safety picks, a vehicle must include acceptable or good rated headlights across the board. No more of the specific trim kind of stuff. You know, like before it would be like, well, if you buy the high-end model, you get the really nice headlights. And if you buy the lower-end one, you'll kind of get just the average headlights. No, no, no. They're getting rid of that. They're saying, no, no, no. We are not going to jeopardize safety for people who can only afford the cheap car as opposed to give the people who can afford the more expensive car that luxury. No, no, no. We're going to have the same headlights across the board because safety is that important. Duh. I'm surprised this hasn't happened already. What the hell? That's insane. Um, Top safety pick ranges include Audi A7, Honda Accord, Hyundai Palisade, Mazda CX-30, Nissan Altima, Subaru, uh, Subaru, where is it? Uh, Toyota Highlander. I didn't put what model for the Subaru. The Highlander, the Volvo S60, the Volvo XC40, and the XC60. Even some models that still fall short of the new award now include good rated headlights, such as the BMW 5 Series. Uh, The Highway Safety Institute found half of all fatal car crashes in the U.S. occur in the dark. And a quarter of those happen on unlit roads. So what they're saying is headlights are the first line of defense to illuminate a driver's surroundings. If automakers want to drop in top safety pick plus... They're going to need to uh make these headlights legit across the board. Good rated headlights shine 325 feet ahead of the driver. And uh poor rated headlights illuminate 220 feet or less. So that's a hundred extra feet that they're putting on there. And I think that's great. I think that's great. So we're gonna see. So my whole point, I wanted to bring this up. I don't talk a whole lot about cars. I wish I'd talk about more. I should look for more articles, but the headlights in your cars for new cars coming out 2021 post are going to have better headlights. And I think that's great. The technology is amazing. Amazing. We're, we're changing a lot. I mean, we, in the, you know, the early two thousands, we started to move into HID headlights, which is high intensity discharge headlights. They're headlights that are, they're a sealed headlight, which have a little charge of xenon gas in the middle and they use electricity to arc that electricity in between that xenon gas to create that really bright, almost lightning, lightning looking type of light. Same type of light you'll see in like street lights. They use HID. Some of them are orange, some of the older ones, but you know, definitely the white or bluish type of lights you'll see um, usually come and you'll see because they look a lot different from a standard halogen bulb. But uh, the HID is fantastic. I love HID. And when mounted properly, and a car with a proper projector beam, it's a little looks like a little round ball in there in the headlights. in, in layman's terms here, um, to give that nice even beam across. When mounted properly and installed properly, you, they are the best you can just see so far. And we're also now moving into LED lights, which unless they come as of right now, unless they come from a factory install, uh, I know a lot of high end manufacturers: Mercedes, BMW, Acura. They're all including some LED-style lights, which, of course, LED is the light-emitting diode. We all know LED. And they have, like, Jewel Eye, where they have a bunch of little projectors in there. They look really cool, but also they keep the beam nice and even. Plus, they don't burn as hot. They last a lot longer. Um, They're way more expensive to fix when they go out. But that's beside the point. Uh, Hopefully, they last a lot longer, so you don't have to. But, yeah, we have to... Uh, a lot of cool stuff happening in the, the auto world. I think I should do an automotive section on the, on the channel, right? And we're talking about headlights one-on-one. Very cool. I love talking about cars and stuff. So, um, okay. Finally, to wrap up our tech news, Google had an outage last week. Did you guys, were you even awake for that? I don't know if you were or not. I was, I was just starting work. And, uh, what do you got there? Some toast. Uh, I'm good. Cause it's peanut butter and I will coagulate. Thank you, though. Steph has some nice toast. Do you want to show? Do you want to show? Just put it in front of the camera. She's a little toast with peanut butter. Mmm, look at that. Ooh, peanut butter. <laughs> Looks... De- <laughs> <laughs> As it, falls, As it over. falls over, I'm like, well, I guess I'll eat it now. No, 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 no. I'm good. Thank you. Thank you. What's the last piece? Oh, yeah. No, it's all you. I know you like... I mean, I usually like the butt, but you can have the butt of that one. <laughs> Uh, Google had an outage. I remember this because I was at work. We were trying to have a meeting and we're like, "Uh, we can't log in. Nothing in fact worked. YouTube didn't work. Gmail didn't work. Um, Google meet didn't work. Nothing. It went down for one hour. I've never seen this happen before. Insane stuff. Google course hasn't commented on why that is. I don't think they're ever going to, but it did go down. I think it was global. It was worldwide. And uh, one hour, what will we do? No. Uh, I can't watch YouTube. Uh. Yeah, it was insane. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway, I just want to say that happened. If you missed it, it was, it was big news. That's all we got for tech news. How about that, folks? Yeah, baby. Yes. A lot of stuff going on. This is, to be honest, this is my, um, before we get into some voicemails, this will be my final, this will be the final, uh, official and officially, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Format. This will be the last officially formatted podcast episode of 2020 because the next episode is going to be right before the new year. It'll be, I think just after Christmas. Yeah. What are we at? Let me just take a look at the date real quick here. We're on the 20th. So yeah, it will be the 27th is when I'll have time to sit down and record this. So yeah, we'll be after Christmas and right before New Year's and the last podcast episode of the year. I'm going to do something that I've started to do the last couple of years. I just, it's my little like fireside one-on-one conversation where I just, I don't talk about gaming or news. I just talk about the year that we've had. I talk about life. I talk about my life and what's happening. And I really thought originally that it, no one would listen to it. I thought people would be like, yeah, I don't really give a shit. But what I found out is that you do. You do. And I'm really thankful for that. I've had several messages, in fact, just this week, people asking, hey, are you going to do your your end of the year recap? You're going to do your fireside chat? I really like tuning in listening to those. And I'm just like, that makes me super happy and really thankful. And so, yes, the answer is Yes. I'm going to be doing it. I will probably spend a few days putting together notes. I feel like this is going to be a major major episode talking about lots of serious stuff. But it's going to be good. It's going to be good because we're going to we're going to move forward. We're going to use it as positivity. We're going to use it to empower and enlighten and and help to move forward. It's great to look back at what's happened. It's great to look at what we've overcome together and how we can better move forward and and and, and just serve Ourselves the best way we can. You know what I mean? Because we got to look out for each other. We got to look out for uh, your friends and your family, but you got to look out for yourself too. So, yeah, we're going to do the fireside chat. It's going to be the last podcast of the year 2020. That will be on the 27th or 28th. Um, So, yes. So, thank you for that. Um, We're going to jump on over into uh, the voicemails 503 908 5490. The phone number.
1: Got
0: voicemail. And you don't have to call the number. If you're outside the US and it's long distance or whatnot, and you don't want to use Skype out, you can use Skype out to call. I think it's free to do. But you can also just record yourself on your phone or your tablet or your computer, whatever. You got a microphone, you got a camera. You can just record yourself and then you can email that right over to me, heiniehouselive at gmail.com. That's the email. Just send it on over and i would be happy to play it. Heinehouselive at gmail.com dot com all right we have a few voicemails here looks like we have one from our good friend percy let's talk about percy havoc and now see what he's got to hey say Hey, jason
2: percy havoc here first off i want to thank you again for your recent advice regarding my music recording gig i'm still editing it but i think it went well and your input really helped me out during that crunch nice second A little over a year ago, I sent in a voicemail asking how you balanced your creative work with the rest of your life. Yes. That's something I've struggled with for a long time, and as you know, it nearly cost me my relationship. I retired from streaming on Twitch and have taken a break from my other independent creative work because I became too obsessed with it to the detriment of my personal life. Mm. Now I am going to continue to be creative because that's a big part of who I am, but I'm not going to sacrifice the things that really matter most this time around. That would be a warning I have for other content creators or artists of any kind out there. If you actually manage to have a personal life alongside your creative one, don't get so wrapped up in your projects that you neglect your loved ones. Now, I'm not sure if anything like that has ever happened to you, Jason, or if you have any input on the subject, but I feel like it's easy to rationalize what we're doing in our lives, whether hobbies, side gigs, or careers, as being for the greater good, or our partners or families, when in reality we're losing time and experiences we could be sharing with them. Anyway, just something I thought was worth talking about. Thanks again. Mm.
0: Percy, first of all, thank you for the voicemail. Another deep one here, folks. We got another deep one. Okay. Um, balancing your creative energy... Your, your time spent being creative versus time spent with family and or significant others or loved ones. This is, okay, okay, yeah, this is really fascinating, Percy. Uh, I'm going to have an answer that, hmm, I don't know how well this answer is going to go over. I want to say something here that although I feel that your concern and the situation that you were in or are in is completely valid. And I do feel that not even related to spending your time doing art or creative, like even separate that completely, that will go with anything. If you spend way too much time in something else doing something that, that you love and that you're, you're just completely 100% in. And if you're neglecting this or that, that, you know that could be a problem, right? That can be a problem that I'm not dismissing that one bit because that can be applied to any type of thing that you would do in life with your significant others in your life. I will say, you ask me, has this ever happened to me specifically? And here's my, here's my answer to that. Okay, so here's some real shit. Here's the real talk. No, it hasn't happened to me. And what's the reason for that? Well, because let's just, let's just be real about it, man. I know the kind of guy that I am. I know the kind of energy and effort I put in to my entertainment. I always have from when I was 14 years old. So I know that I'm going to do this. And the people around me... Understand that. I don't want this to. I don't want this to come off like, "Oh, your your significant other doesn't understand." She's, no, 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 you know, it, this isn't about that. You're asking about. You're asking about me, and this is just this is just my 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 two cents on it. This is just what's worked for me. <laughs> no one likes no one likes to to hear you know things that are you know negative in a. Uh, hmm. I want to try to say this politely. You know what I mean? But reality here is, is that anyone who is around me, anyone who gets involved with me, and I'm not just meaning like relationships, I'm meaning friendships, colleagues, business partners, anyone who gets involved with me personally or professionally um, or romantically understands what I'm doing and what I do. And they, they, we have this understanding of that. And to be honest, if they don't, I just, I just, I'm like, take a hike later. Cause I'm not changing that. I've always been that way. People understand that. So as I'm not, I'm not discrediting or dismissing the situation you're in. And I'm not one to, to give advice or give, any, any of that. Cause I'm not a counselor. I'm, I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm just, this I'm just Jason. I'm just this normal dude who has no bearing on any of that. But since you brought it up and since you asked about it, I, you know, I would, I would say, you know, take, take a look, take a deep look, um, you know, at what's going on and make the choice that works best for you. If that works for you, then that's, that works. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. Me personally, I've learned a lot with relationships and I've realized that if I can't be with somebody and I'm not just meaning, I'm not just meaning like a relationship, like, you know, a significant other, I mean, even friendships, if I can't be around somebody who understands my love and passion for gaming or tech, or, I mean like, dude, it's just, it. we converted the entire house into a, a fucking nerd house, a nerd fest. You know what I mean? Like there has to be some sort of understanding with this. And, but also there has to be some sort of compatibility with that. Like, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying anything you don't know. I'm just saying that's what works for me. And I would never be with anyone. I would never choose to be and surround myself with somebody who didn't understand that fully. Um, But also it's a give and take. It's a give and take for sure. So, you can focus on your, your content, your entertainment, you can focus on all that, but also if they're into it as well, then that helps, right? That helps. Um, but you can, you always can spend time. It's, it's honestly never been a situation where it's like, Oh, you're spending too much time doing this because, because you're doing that. Like, Hey, spend time with me. If they don't understand what you do, then that's where it could be kind of become an issue. I hope that makes sense, Percy. You're such a great guide. You've you've we've had some great, deep conversations on Discord, um, and voicemails you've sent over have been fantastic. And I just want to tell you, first of all, you're an, you're an incredible talent. You're an amazing artist. You're an amazing entertainer. You bring a whole lot to this world. And I I loved watching your stuff. I loved. I still have um, the uh, comic book uh, Heiney House artwork that you sent to me. I have it uh, on display in here. We have it on our Google Home. It pops up as a display. We love it. So, like, don't ever lose don't ever lose sight of that, and just know that you know deep down, if that's who you are, then that's who you are. You know what I mean? That makes sense. You're awesome, dude. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. I hope that's okay. <laughs> uh, you know, we we could go we could go deep into that stuff, man, for sure. And I just I just uh, I appreciate you for sending the voicemail over. Thank you. Looks like we got one more here. Uh, I wonder from who. Are we going to guess? Is it the maniac himself, Mister Cameron? I think it is. I think I saw Cameron on the voicemail. Let's see.
1: What's up, Jason? Uh, this is the maniac here. Maniac himself. I'm going to be doing a very unmaniac thing, and <clears throat> I don't think I have. We really have a question for you this week. Um, you know, I just wanted to do a, to tell you how much I appreciate the uh, all the work. That you've put into
0: thank you thank
1: you podcast and all the other your other videos and content etc um just know that we you know we all really appreciate it um you know your your podcast is something i look forward to thank you i'm sure many other people do as well and you know it's a cool escape a cool diversion it's the only way i keep up with anything current in gaming because that's you know i just don't uh I'm not an early adopter i'm I'm very much a late adopter, so it's kind of cool to to get my news from you so
0: I hear that I, I appreciate
1: that. that as well yeah man. um you know it's just uh I've just been kind of reflecting on this year and it's been you know for a lot of people been incredibly difficult i mean i'm no no exception to that, although I think I've fared better than a lot of people you know um in in terms of just job stuff, which I'm very grateful for but um Definitely. you know. Just wanted to thank you i've been playing a lot of uh like i said ps1 which i think is the last system you know before i guess sort of modern times we'll say where i was current so i feel like i have a lot of nostalgia for anything from ps1 and before for whatever reason but uh i guess uh i guess that's about it Uh, you know hope you guys have a great christmas um and uh we're hoping i'm hoping to to uh, listen to your podcast, uh, you know, going forward and looking forward to all the new episodes. Hope you guys are doing great, and uh, we'll talk to you again real soon.
0: Thank you, Cameron, the voicemail maniac himself. Well, and first of all, I just want to say to you personally, thank you for your time. Thank you for your energy and your your friendship. You've spent so much time sending in voicemails throughout this year just this year alone I appreciate it greatly it's great conversation I love chatting with you Um, I loved having you on the show we should get you on again we should have uh, another podcast episode talking about stuff so thank you sir so much for everything uh, that you've brought and spark the conversation it's been great it's been great and again thank everyone for sending over voicemails and chatting with us this year gosh yeah this is the last those are the last voicemails we'll we'll have for the year thinking about it I mean unless we get some for next time and maybe we'll play them at the end but yeah yeah this is this has been great another year down, I'm really happy, really thankful uh the podcast is 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 doing just fine and it's it's growing organically, and that's what I love about it um and in the end, all it really is is for me to sit here and talk to you all because I really like to, and I love the community and I love you guys. And I just love doing podcasts. I love creating this stuff. So it's really, it's it's for self, but it's also for the community and I love it. And I'm going to continue to do it for as long as I can. So, and that, that means a lot. And as such, I'm going to pop up this Patreon slide because that right there really is the entire reason how we can keep it going smoothly from the support that you see right here on Patreon. Give a round of applause for everyone here. Everyone on the ground floor, main floor and game loft, Brandon, George, Aaron, Justin, Steve, Rusty, Duke, Andrew, Chris, Tim, Tyler, Sammy, Clive, Chad, Alice, Ryan, Cameron, Percy, Chris, James, James, boost Mike D-Pud Pete Buried on Mars Grant Cliff and James you're all gonna shout out I love you all thank you for your support on Patreon and keeping not only the podcast here but keeping the Heine House entertainment train rolling 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 thank you all so much for being here um check out all the new stuff get in Discord get in Twitch Get in, uh, all you know. Get in where you fit in, y'all. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you on the next episode for the Fireside yearly roundup episode.
2: Thank you. Good night.